beautiful people. This is Gary Horde. This is Adam Rotella. And this, this is the NWA, the unofficial, official live show of the National Wrestling Alliance. And we are happy to be here with you, celebrating the past, the present, the future, the legacy, the history, tradition, all of it. I could just hear my phone talking back to me because I forgot to silence it. Oh, that's what I, I, I was hoping it was you and it wasn't me this time because last time, last time it was definitely me. So, okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry, my bad. Uh, so anyway, hey, welcome everybody. This is the uh, after show. Seven, uh, this is the NWA Live at 7.05. And uh, wow, Adam, what an episode. We've got a lot to talk about. I've got a hot date later. We'll get into that. You guys at home get to submit your questions to my hot date later. And uh, when, as we go on, you might find out who that is. But first, Adam, how you feeling? Oh, my goodness gracious, Gary Horn, light the car, beep, beep. I am in such rare form tonight, my friend. I absolutely loved that episode. I got to say, the best episode we have seen yet. Uh, we're we're going to get to what I'm sure everyone thinks I'm very excited about because, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm very excited about, Gary. I, I, I had such a good time watching this tonight, and uh, I spent all day long talking to people about the NWA, and as you can see, our feed is going crazy right now with people talking about things. Folks, if you have questions, send them in. We, we want to interact with you. But Gary, I think, in my opinion, the best show that we've seen yet from the NWA. I absolutely agree. It was a lot of fun and a just a uh, huge ending. Uh, the, the biggest kerfluffle so far, since I get to use that word every week. And uh, it's just, uh, well, you know what? Let's just let's just go right to the beginning. Uh, for the official podcast part of this. And as always, we'll do the podcast portion that everybody gets to hear. And then we're going to hang out with all of you guys at home and talk to you after that part goes off the air as a benefit of being here live. And uh, as we go on, we'll decide if we uh, announce our future, our new newest guest uh, along the way somewhere. All right. So, Adam, this episode opened up with the Rock and Roll Express uh, talking about how much of an honor it is to be in the NWA. Now these guys, uh, I don't, I don't know how much they could have planned this in advance, but these guys are everywhere right now. Talk about like a world travel tag team. I mean, these guys are on TV twice a week now. You know, Gary. I mean, these these guys just kicked the crap out of some team somewhere. I, I I've never heard of this promotion before, but from what I from what I saw, they kicked the crap out of their top heel faction in that promotion. So to have them on NWA television right now makes so much sense. It's it's, it's like the stars aligned, my friend. It was so nice to see them. And yeah, man. I mean, the crowd, of course, goes absolutely nuts for rock and roll. You were in that crowd. What did, what did that promo feel like to you? Oh, oh man, exactly how it sounded. Everybody was just happy to see them and glad to see them. You know, this so 
so far into their career getting an opportunity to uh, shine like this and, and go out there and cut a promo. And we, we've seen that they still have a little bit left in them at this time. We'd at least seen them in Crockett Cup. And if you've seen them on indie shows, you know what they're capable of. But uh, it, it, it just – I don't know. The, the timing of everything just felt really nice that they just had – uh, like you said, off in some other place may have just <laughs> shined there too. And then to have them just show up this like, you know, just glowing, ready to go on NWA power. It's just nice that, 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 you know, in a stage where a lot of people's careers are winding down or already over in a company like WWE, a lot of times where you see legends not get the respect they deserve. This team is on top of the world. And it's just it's it's a cool thing to see. All right, and so now the Outlaw Inc. Uh, that's a homicide, and Eddie King said they come out and join the Rock and Roll Express, and uh, they're just you know lots of pats on the backs and hugs and just it's a it's a cool sight to see this one generation talking to the other. And Eddie Kingston and the Homicide have a tag team title match against the Wild Cards tonight. And uh, they think with the support of the fans and the support of the Rock and Roll Express, there's no way that they can't win those tag team titles. So right off the bat, shows off to a nice start. Yeah, absolutely, man. Again, this this goes back to last week. Eddie Kingston in the ring going off the air saying, rock and roll forever. And you can just see it in Mr. Kingston's face when he's standing there with these two legends that he is absolutely thoroughly enjoying himself. I, I, I wonder if he even realizes what he's doing standing there and talking with them. So again, man, exactly what you said. The NWA really shows their respect for the legends and especially the pro wrestlers when they're doing their promos with the other, with the Rock and Roll Express, showing their respect. And dude, Eddie, Eddie Kingston just looks like he's having a great time, man. And, and, and I love that. It's so authentic. It's so real what the NWA is doing here, my friend. I totally agree. DJ Murgatroyd in the chat says, hottest new tag team in the biz. I like that. Uh, they definitely are. And uh, Jack uh, David says, hope we get to see Robert and Punky in action soon. What are the chances? My friend, probably very good. So just stay tuned. And all right. So the wild cards look awesome, to be honest, says Sean Flagstaff. I have been a proud supporter of the wild cards from the start. I'm happy to say I do think they look awesome. Thomas Lowe. And Royce Isaacs are a solid tag team and well-deserving of those tag team titles. All right, so let's move on to the next thing. Trevor Murdoch faces Caleb Conley, two guys we've seen off and on throughout this series. You know, Trevor Murdoch trying to make a comeback, Caleb Conley trying to make a name. So it's a nice little uh, thing. But, but pretty clearly, this was a, a match to show you just who Trevor Murdoch is. A lot of talk from Jim Cornette about being a student of Harley Race about uh, you know how he had been in the business and exited the business, kind of given up on it. But then he saw what was going on in the NWA. He wants to be back. Dave Lagana kind of talked to us about that a little bit, that you know at Harley's funeral, he had talked to Trevor, and Trevor was just kind of like, yeah, it's just not for me anymore. And Lagana convinced him, come on down to Atlanta. Just give it a shot. And so it was kind of cool to see this. Uh, Murdoch, of course, wins with the Flying Bulldog. But as it, you know seemed to be this was this was to show you who Trevor Murdoch really is. 
Yeah, a- absolutely. And one of the things that I found very interesting about this first match, just with Caleb Connolly getting into the ring, I think that was the most flips that we've seen throughout all six episodes of the uh, of, of this NWA Power Show so far. And uh, obviously, Trevor Murdoch has a place in the NWA right here. Jim Cornette commentary putting him way over. He's just not going to be. He's he's just not going to be a body in the NWA. And quite frankly, Gary, I don't think that the NWA really has just bodies in their in their roster. Everyone seems to be getting some kind of storyline moving forward right here. Now, or not necessarily a storyline, but at least they're at least they're being talked about like they are important in, in inside the story. And I think Trevor Murdoch fits perfectly with what the NWA is doing, man. Well, the 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 thing is is that Caleb Conley, I mean, even uh, even taking a loss here, and we have seen him lose a couple. I think he lost to Ricky Starks maybe in the second week or something like that. Um, and I could be wrong, but he, he's also won as well. So he's, he's not just the prototypical jobber guy, I guess is what I'm looking for. Uh, although, you know, there are people. We'll see the D-Man show back up and, uh, you know, love that guy and his feathered shirt that I wish you would pick up on. But... Anyway, maybe next time. Maybe I, I am sporting the Hawaiian shirt tonight, so maybe maybe I'll go with the with, with with the frills next time. All right. Well, yeah, I'm glad to see the Hawaiian shirt back at him. And oh, uh, <laughs> before we get to the D man, though, uh, we got to talk about. There's a little tease for Camille speaking. Is tonight the night? We're gonna find out. And you get your into the fire promo, and finally, one of the hottest questions uh, that the NWA has been getting over and over again is finally answered. Into the Fire is going – regular price is – I think it said twenty four ninety nine or something like that. But if you pre-order, $19.99. That's crazy. Dude, like let me, let me talk about this just for a really quick second, Gary, because not only do they hit us with these things, but they hit us with three big things right away. And this is what we're really seeing a lot with power, not giving us a chance to pick up our phone – hitting us with information, hitting us with things that are exciting us to stick around. So we get the, the tease of Camille speaking. And then we get Billy Corgan, our president, our owner, Mr. William Patrick Corgan's going to be on the show later on. And then we get that picture of Nick Aldis all bloody, and it's the poster of the of, of the pay-per-view coming up. And then right after that, we see that it's 20 bucks if we order right away. Dude, this is just marketing geniusness right here. Just three things right in a row to keep our attention. Man, I mean, everything, I cannot talk any, any more excitedly about this product right now. I absolutely love what the NWA is doing. I have no questions about it. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's crazy how like I can't. I I think I'm gonna like live tweet the show or something. And there's just too much happening. It's you can't impossible. do it. It's impossible. It, yeah, absolutely. Lion AA in the chat room says Camille is the hottest topic in the business at the moment. What do you think of Camille and how's it going at the at the minute? I I mean, Camille is the hottest topic, but I think we're gonna get dig into Camille a little bit before this episode's over. So we might save that towards the end if uh, if Adam's down with that. I'm down with and, that. Uh, 
Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Turbo has seen Caleb in the indie circuit. Elias Wrestling points out Caleb lost it. Drake, that's right. Eli Drake in the uh, first episode is who Caleb well, Conley well, he didn't it. just he didn't just lose to Drake, but he actually had a great contest against Eli Drake. So having him just have that great contest in that first episode immediately put Caleb Connolly in a different rung of talent for me, my friend. Absolutely, yeah. He's not just getting his ass handed to him each yeah. week, and and like we said, he's he's had wins as well. So, all right. Uh, moving on, and uh, the next thing up is you get a recap of uh, – and, and just I want to establish again, 1999, by the way. I'm sorry. That just blew me away. I was like, what an excellent price for a pay-per-view. You guys, we have to convince everybody to buy into the fire because it's just 20 bucks. 20 bucks, and you know it's going to be solid. If you've liked this show, if they could get the amount of people watching this show each week – to buy that pay-per-view, man, that's going to be worth everything right there. Well, I Support think the NWA. I think one of the things that Mr. Lagana and Mr. Corrigan continue to say over and over again is that their future is really based on how we react to what the NWA is doing. So by giving our hard-earned money to the NWA, I mean, we're not being paid by the NWA here, folks. I'm actually going to be happily giving them that $20. I'll be at the pay-per-view, but I'm going to want to see how they produce it. I'm going to want to see how it how it appears on television as well. So I dude, that is that is a great deal. That is a phenomenal deal. I mean, we don't we don't know the card yet, but do you really need to know the card because every single episode has been knocking it out of the park, Gary? Absolutely. I'm on the same page. And then Lagana mentioned to us in that interview that, that that's uh, kind of their hope is that people will just have enough faith in them that at the end of the day, by the time they get there, people will want to see it. And uh, all right. So the next thing up is a recap of the Aaron Stevens and Ricky Starks two out of three falls thing. Obviously, Ricky Starks getting straight to fall victory over Aaron Stevens. So, of course, after that, Aaron Stevens is out to talk to Joe Galley. Stevens uh, says he's quitting. He is done. And he is promptly greeted to a course of na 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 hey hey goodbye <laughs> from the crowd. Just lovely. Uh, he says he is going back to, to do his new movie Shogun of Malibu. And uh, he is uh, hitting the button to send the text. He does it. He's out. Uh, so we'll we'll see how that plays out, I guess. Well, n not only that, man, but Aaron Steven comes out and he's in half of his outfit for that <laughs> for, for the Captain Morgan thing. So his so his bottoms are completely sticking out. It looks like he's wearing no pants whatsoever because he's still wearing the uh, wearing the uh, the. Uh, that the tights that are the same color as himself, which is hilarious. So, dude, I mean, the, the what Aaron Stevens is doing right now is just so, just right in the box of what of what he is fantastic at. So, I can't wait. We we, we saw the preview for Tropical Pirates. Do you think there's going to be a preview for uh, this Malibu, whatever it is? God help us! I hope there is. Yes, <laughs> there 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 needs to be. Hopefully it's a it's a success, and he uses that newsfound stardom to come back to the NWA with it. Um, all right, so next up, uh, you get a recap of Marty Bell and Allison Kay and the attack from Thunder Rosa, that whole thing from last week, which leads right into a matchup 
Thunder Rosa, Marty Bell versus Crystal Rose and Brooklyn Creed. Uh, you know, we talked about not having many just, you know, no-name wrestlers. We've seen Crystal Rose a couple of times now, too. Uh, unfortunately, still not getting a win here. Marty Bell and Allison K make short work of these ladies. And uh, sad to say, actually, I think during the show, just for what it's worth, that final move from Thunder Rosa, that stomp, uh, that uh, Brooklyn Creed – uh, took that and took the pinfall. She was not quick to get up in the studio that day live, and they actually had to come take her out of the ring. I think she, I don't, I don't know, I don't know exactly what happened, but something happened. Sure. Do Do you think that that was? I mean, do you think that that finish happened that quickly, uh, and it was planned to f- to finish that that quickly? Because it seemed to me like they 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 definitely wanted to make quick work of this team and really establish Thunder Rosa, continue to establish uh, Thunder Rosa. Yeah, I don't know that I thought anything changed about the finish of the match. You know, they they seem to have that in mind. Thunder Rosa is obviously very dominant right now, and uh, her having Marty Bell in her pocket too. That's uh, only going to help. Um, so I think. Uh, t- I don't know. I think I think they probably didn't mean for it to go that way, but I still think Brooklyn Creed, something did happen there. Mm-hmm. So wishing her the best of luck. I, I think that I heard that she was fine afterwards, you know, that she uh, just, you know, maybe got the wind knocked out of her sure. or something pretty bad. But anyway, so they go out right to the uh, ringside where uh, El Gordito Marquez interviews Marty Bell and the DeRosa. I loved that. uh Thunder Rosa said that, and that became like a thing. And I think people chanted it for the whole time, the rest of the time we were in Atlanta. Uh, Gordito Mar- Marquez. I mean, the, the 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 crowd again is something that we're definitely going to be talking about later on. But the crowd is just fantastic, very hot in this episode. What does that What does that mean? I have no idea what that means. Oh, it means fat. I think. Oh, well, that's not very nice. <laughs> yeah, uh, at least big. Somebody in the chat can probably check me on that, but I think Gordito is uh, is big, like okay. fat. Okay, that's like not very guy. nice at all. Yeah, so she was calling him Fat Marquez. Um, so anyway, uh, so Marty is uh, basically just establishing she's done with Allison, and Allison, you know, she's got to look to her future, and this is where her future lives. Thunder Rosa cuts a promo entirely in Spanish. Marty translates, talks about uh, having a vision of a fire and a phoenix rising. Uh, very elusive conversation. Not really sure uh, where she's going with that, but we'll find out soon, I'm sure. Well, here was again, man. I mean, Thunder Rosa is so different from every other female wrestler that I've seen. And, I mean, she definitely has something going for her right now. She can be that mysterious... She can be that mysterious mysterious person. She can be that mysterious entity. Like, dude, she could be like a freaking Papa Shango type thing, in in, in, in my opinion. I mean... Oh, God. Please if, let her do voodoo. Oh, my God, man. Exactly, right? <laughs> like, what if Marty Bell is just starting to fall under this trap of Thunder Rosa? or fall under the spell of Thunder Rosa. I mean, I love what Thunder Rosa is doing. All I have here for all for all of our children listeners, please cover your ears. I fucking love this promo. That's all that I wrote down for the Thunder Rosa promo. I freaking loved it. Yeah, I um does anybody remember when Ultimate Warrior was doing that interview and the blood or the ooze, the black ooze started falling out of his head? That was because of some spell that Papa Shanga. That's all I thought of when you yeah. said that. But anyway, yeah. I also love Thunder Rosa. And uh, 
Well, we'll just move on for a second. All right. So next up is a uh, question mark promo who we're going to see a little bit more of. So we'll, it's the same one we've been seeing. And then uh, Nick called us with an announcement that he'll be in Queens, New York. If you follow him on Twitter and stuff, he's been talking about that. Uh, a backstage interview with Kyle Durden talking to James Storm. James Storm is pissed. He can't catch a break. It's just life is tough for James Storm right now, just losing the national title. But he says he's got bigger fish to fry, that he's got to move on now. And uh, he's coming for Nick Aldis. He is done waiting around. Yeah, man. I mean, he, he doesn't just say bigger fish to fry. He says he's going after the killer whale. And I got to say, That's true. Uh, you know, uh, James Storm definitely looks like Captain Ahab to me, my friend. So he should be going after the big whale, my man. So uh, a lot of people were asking, like, why, uh, uh, how, what's going to happen now that Cole Cabana beat James Storm? What's next for James Storm? And you know what? This next thing going after Nick Aldis. I think I think that's a I think that's a big money match, my man. Why not? Why not? James Lawrence, I agree that Thunder Rosa is an Aztec goddess. Sorry, Adam, I am with you one hundred percent. James Storm. I've also tried to acknowledge the chat room when I see something I like. I just have to throw that out there. They're talking about uh, Thunder Rosa still practicing Santeria and all of that. So, um, all right, so. Marquez is back. He's got Colt Cabana out there. Colt Cabana's playing Oprah, offering everybody championships. And uh, this was a lot of fun. This is one of the times where the awkwardness really paid off yep. uh, to me. Like watching it, just watching Ricky Starks come out and he's circling the thing. Colt's still trying to cut his promo, promo and then he's just like, I don't know what you're doing there, Ricky Starks. Like, what's going on? Yeah, Gary, <laughs> one, one of the notes that I have here is I actually wonder if Rick, if, if Cole Cabana even knew that Ricky Starks was going to come out, you know, because here's that really authenticness that the NWA is trying to do. I wonder if people are just backstage and maybe Colt doesn't know that that's going to happen and someone just pushes Ricky Starks out, out, out the door. I'm sure that Ricky Starks knows about that, but I wonder if they just didn't smarten up Cole Cabana for that for that segment because it was that, authentic. That it was possible. real. Yeah, man, of course. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. This, this, is, this is what's different about the NWA. The NWA can do things like this because it's such a small atmosphere. It's such an, it's such a, uh, uh, an, not an inclusive atmosphere, but it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's very, uh, it's like a lab, like David Lagana says, like, hey, let's, let's try this. Let's try that. And dude, I love it. I love that awkwardness. It is fun, and I wouldn't be surprised to find out that you're dead on with that. But uh, Ricky Stark says crocodile leather is his pleasure, but he is sold on gold. So I like that line from Ricky Starks. All right, Adam. Who? It's time. My friends. Dan Parker. Yeah. Versus the question mark. Oh, my friends. My friends, settle in, everybody. We're going to be talking about this for the next five hours. Go ahead, Gary. <laughs> well, I mean, there's really not much to say about the match. I mean, the question mark just comes out very mysterious. You cannot tell who he is whatsoever. Mask completely over his face. Still a mystery who this might be. Who All knows? we know is it's a karate expert, apparently, because he does some chops and kicks, a flying drop kick, and... Uh, Make short work of the D-man, 
and uh, finishes it with just like a big like chop to the gut that flips it right over, gets the one, two, three, and uh, the question mark, one and oh on NWA power. Well, here we go, Gary. This is what I do know about the question mark, my friend. If, if you follow him on social media at question the NWA, he only follows a certain uh, a certain type of person. He's following Bruce Lee. That's that, that's one of them. So in my brain, in my brain, I mean, I have no idea who this who this question mark could be. Uh, there's 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 no sign of who this of who this man could be. There's 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 no clue. But the only thing that I know that he. he must harness some kind of energy from the natural universe that is just giving him this power to completely punch a man in the stomach and flip him over. I mean, seriously, Gary, have you ever seen someone with this much power just in one punch? No, I mean, it has to be someone whose spiritual level is above everyone else, like just, you know, just on a different plane, this person. I whoever mean, it is whoever this person is 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 harnessing a special energy maybe from a volcano we've seen volcanoes in 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 in, in the vignettes for him um, i'm interested does you were there does the question mark ever speak yes as a matter of well sort of see, uh, see, see now now I'm interested in that, man. I, all day today, <laughs> I woke up today and I'm like, the question mark is debuting today. I cannot wait to see who this question mark is. And now you're telling me he even speaks. So now I have even more things to look forward to. My friends, who should challenge for the 10 pounds of gold next? I'll give you three options. The question mark, the question mark, or the question mark. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Alliance Wrestling says he's obviously the son of uh, David Carradine. Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, Kung Fu. Uh, question mark sort of speaks. He does a lot of yelling, you know? He seemed okay. to be doing that tonight, you know? Sorry. A lot of, ah! <laughs> and uh, so, uh, yeah. Uh, Danny Damage says, familiar face or new face? I hope we can enjoy the journey of the question mark and the internet doesn't spoil it. I hope so too, Danny Damage. Um, we, I, what's funny to me is we are obviously kayfabe in it, and <laughs> we're going with it. But I think it is still a mystery so, to some, so it's 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 gonna be fun. Well, I, I, think, um, I think that I think that. But one anyway, of the, one of the things that we can do, Gary, on this show is definitely have fun with what the NWA gives us. You know, man. So if the NWA is going to give us somebody like the question mark, they're going to give us something like those commercials. We should also give the audience some fun like that, too. We don't need to talk about things like they're in the actual reality. I want to talk about things like they're in the NWA reality. Elijah Washington says it uh, looks like Mr. Kennedy, so it could be. Could uh, be. I'm seeing Marky Mark in the chat room. and uh, My guess is John Cena. John Cena. That's I mean, you song. look at that body build. You look at that body build. I'm pretty sure it's John Cena. Could be. Could be. He hasn't been on TV in a while, so you never know. It's true. All right. Um, so next up, Adam, and we'll move on, and we can always come back to the question mark. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we get another uh, Retromania wrestling commercial. I'm excited about this. Uh, Nick Aldis, Austin Idol, and uh, Colt Cabana going to be appearing on that video game. That's going to be a lot of fun. Still get a kick out of that commercial. We're going retro. And uh, yeah, anyway, 
that's uh, some of the best acting in the world from Nick Aldis right there. Absolutely. All right. And uh, did we get a little trailer for uh, maybe a new uh, video from Lagana, possibly, is what it looks like? Thunder Rosa into the cage. It's uh, just showing Thunder Rosa warming up and uh, getting ready to go to battle in her first MMA match that happened this past weekend. So, just... uh, well, this is this is something that's really interesting that the NWA is able to do with, you know, since they are taping everything in, in, in segments in two days, this gives David Lagana and the NWA a chance to go out and film other stories that are going on. So we knew that David Lagana was with Thunder Rosa for those two days during that MMA fight. So this kind of looks to me that this is going to be kind of a kind of a 10 pounds of gold type feel of a documentary, my man, telling the actual true story of what Thunder Rosa was going through in those couple days. And man, I mean, that's just going to be fantastic content that's going to bring people even more into who Thunder Rosa is. And I think that you get a chance to dive into Thunder Rosa a little bit later on tonight, don't you, sir? Well, I guess now's as good a time as any for those in the live chat. My guests for this next week, after this podcast, I've got a hot date talking to Miss Thunder Rosa herself for our interview on This is the NWA. So after the podcast portion is over, if you guys have any questions you want me to ask Miss Thunder Rosa, She's volunteered her time, and we're hanging out, and we're going to be talking after we go off the air here on the after show. So I'm excited to actually get to know uh, Melissa Cervantes, I think is her actual name. But, what? Uh, what? Yeah. I've never heard that name before. How well, dare it's you? Well, it's the MMA thing. But uh, <laughs> anyway, so uh, Mel, as you know, because we're bros. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Go yeah. way back. OTR. Uh, Thunder Rosa and I are going to be talking and hopefully she speaks in English since I do not speak Spanish and uh, hopefully uh, she is not mean because I am a very weak man compared to a strong lady like her but can't wait to can't wait to talk to Thunder Rosa all right moving on Cordette and Galley are out they're talking about Camille and what's going on with Camille is Camille talking and then Eli Drake busts in he says, why is it Camille talking, blah, 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 blah. Um, <laughs> I, love, I love that immediately. And I think this is a lot what Legata was telling us about is just they didn't expect this. That Eli Drake's talking about like who's going to challenge for the 10 pounds of gold. And immediately there is a question mark chant that breaks oh. out. Dude, I lost it at home during this during this moment right here. I was not expecting that either. And you can tell on Mr. Eli Drake's face that he wasn't he got a kick out of it, man. He got he got a little smile on his face, a little grin. And dude, this NWA crowd, folks, if you do not want to be a part of this NWA crowd, I don't know what you're watching because they are so much fun, dude. This this question mark chant just popped me huge tonight. I, I man, I, I'm so happy for the question mark, my friend. It's it's going to be fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Now, to his credit, Eli Drake does have an excellent rebuttal to that. Yes. So you can forget your question marks. I'll give you an exclamation. <laughs> and, uh, so very nice uh, job by Eli Drake thinking on his feet. Uh, but anyway, so. Eli Drake is out there and he's cutting his promo. Uh, 
He's wanting to know why he, he's afraid Nick Aldis is keeping those lips sealed on Camille because of all the things she might say. And then the wild cards come out of all people. And Thomas Latimer is telling Eli Drake to keep your nose out of my business. And Eli Drake tries to say, hey, man, I don't have a problem with you. And Royce is like, I believe the man said, keep your mouth shut. And uh, now there's a weird thing going on there and nobody really knows and uh yeah and i mean what's what's that even about my man you know like what is what is latimer even talking about right there eli drake was talking about camille what 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 what's going on what business does 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 he have or does latimer want to go after the 10 pounds of gold like he's the tag champion what business is he talking about well, I think earlier on in an episode, uh, way back, I, I kind of talked to you about how as this story plays out, you might, it feels like you might start seeing some of the things you might see on social media bleed into the fabric of the story of what's going on on NWA Power. So if you follow any of these folks on there, you might get a hint of where they might be talking about. And that's not me being coy. I don't know, but... Mm-hmm. That's just, there's some places to look. You might see Camille and Latimer together in some photos here and there. So, uh, well, it remains to be seen. What we do know is that Ken Anderson sneaks up behind Eli Drake and uh, says, if you're looking for somebody with a big mouth, I know a guy. And uh, all you got to do is say the name, uh, Mr. Anderson, and whispers it to him, gives him a boo. It's kind of a funny little uh, segment there. And uh, so we might be looking for that match down the road. All right. Go ahead. No, I I was just going to say, like, any match down the road. We don't really know anything that's going to be happening for this pay-per-view. And there's still so many questions, but everything kind of makes sense for who would wrestle who at this point. And I... This is just such different storytelling that that we're ever used to from watching wrestling for the last 20 years that it's extremely interesting to me. That's it. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm with you. Alliance Wrestling asks in the chat room, are we worried about the crowd hijacking the show? He's worried about that. I I don't know that I'm worried about it myself. Like, I think the crowd's having fun. And I haven't heard a chant yet. And the closest thing, and he was there, uh, was a person behind me started doing the watch champ like in the first episode taping. And I was like, no, no watch chance, no watch chance. Like I tried to be clear about that. And then it kind of died. And I don't know, to me, I, I, I haven't heard anything that makes me think they're hijacking anything. I think everybody's just having fun with the show. Yeah, no, I definitely feel like everyone there is having a great time with the show. And we, this is the only environment where talent or excuse me, I hate that word where pro wrestlers are actually speaking to a crowd. Uh, a lot of other places they're speaking to blank canvases, you know, so they kind of want that interaction. And didn't our president, William Patrick Corgan, come out and tell people, didn't Mr. Cornette come out and tell people that if you hate it, let us know. If you love it, let us know. And I think that there's that improv that they want. I mean, if they're this engaged on social media that that they want the fans input, they definitely want that fan input at the shows as well. I agree. I mean, they, they were very clear about you're just as much a part of the show as anything. So I think they are looking for that engagement. They're live. I, I get what he's probably asking, you know, just maybe if the crowd takes over with some erroneous chant that doesn't really match up with anything. But I don't 
I, I haven't seen any indication of that. Now, we'll see. Uh, because the very next thing that happens is uh, Billy Corgan appears, or sorry, William Patrick Corgan appears on our screen, Thank and uh, is yeah, trying to convince everyone to sign up for the email list because, well, a, all the shows are sold out, and everybody who got first crack at those shows was on the email list. So that my point was going to be is that all the shows are sold out. So now we're going to really see because these things are going to be a packed house and we're going to know like, you know how the crowd feels about it this next go around, but hopefully still just people trying to have fun. Well, uh, the, the, the line that I wrote down here is Corgan says something very interesting. It's yeah, it's all the fans, but there's also a line here that says to everyone in the business as well. So Corgan does not say anything without there being a purpose, my friends. And for him to say that, he wants everyone's attention. So I would be signing up to that email list if I were you. Yeah, absolutely. Because he says there's a special announcement coming and uh, I have no idea what that's going to be. So yeah. I'm excited to find out. Uh, chat room, Sean Flagstaff says, what if my input is I don't want Cornette involved? Adam, Tough luck. <laughs> I was just waiting for Adam to answer that. I just no needed problem. him to. <laughs> and uh, let's see. Danny David just talking about you have a looser, funky cable or something. I did hear you get loud for a second that went down, but I don't know. That's just the way it is. But you sound fine to me. But Thanks, uh, Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, next up, Tony Fox Wrestling Farm. And so not only is this guy sporting waffles and tire irons, this guy uh, for $15,000, he, he can grow you a homegrown heel or baby face. You know, man, I think that this commercial is kind of making light of how a lot of people in wrestling kind of look the same right now. And I absolutely loved this commercial. I think he's probably going to make a little bit more money with this venture than he is with the waffles and tire irons as well. So I'm very happy for Mr. Falk. Yeah, I agree. I, I think, uh, I don't know. I wonder how they found Tony Falk. And I mean, like, just, I know he's uh, a figure in the business. I just mean what the relationship is that they were like, hey, man, you want to come make some commercials? Yeah. My question <laughs> is, my question is, what was Mr. Falk's reaction when whoever is producing these commercials and directing these commercials says, all right, man. So we want you to stand in front of this green screen, and now we want to, we want you to talk about waffles and tire irons. How you own a place and you sell both of them. Okay, good job. Cut. We got that. Put that in the can. Okay, this one we want to talk about you growing wrestlers. <laughs> I just wonder what's next, man. These commercials are must watch every week, and they're they're becoming a, a a staple of that weirdness that I love about wrestling, and that weirdness that I absolutely adore about the NWA. Yeah, I, I my only, uh, and this is actually not my my thing. Um, I have heard some people worry that sometimes it borders on parody to, like you know, what's the too silly and what's not. But I don't know. I still feel like it fits the vibe for me, so I haven't been put off by it. Um, I haven't been put off by it at all. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know about you guys but in the chat you're gonna room. Have but to uh, go, you're going to have to go way off the board for me to not like weird in, 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 in wrestling. So, yeah, <laughs> good luck with that. Right. Uh, 
Uh, Jack David says maybe the first time they met Mr. Falk, he was holding a waffle and a tire iron. So that's how it was born. It could be as simple as that. It, it, you know, he just could. That could just be things he carries around with him. Um, Adam uh, Turbo is asking for a bell ring for an awesome job today so far. There it is. <laughs> Thank you, Turbo. We appreciate you, buddy. And uh, you're, Turbo's a good man if you follow him on the uh, social media. Give it away, belt and all kinds of stuff. That guy. Special dude. And, uh, all right. So, Adam, that brings us to the end of the show recap of Aldous and Storm's weird meeting from last week. They give us that to remind us of it. And Galley welcomes Aldous. And, uh, unfortunately, no Camille this time. So, uh, Galley can't press and prod. But, uh, Aldous says, uh, you know, I, I love that he leads into. Uh, as the world champion, the real world's champion, as far as I'm concerned. I love that part. Uh, he needs to keep hammering that in. I am with it. This is the title. and uh, But he says he does things the right way, and nobody anywhere is owed anything. The NWA doesn't owe you. The people don't owe you. Nobody. You got to go out there and earn it. He does things the right way. He's going to be out at ringside tonight. When the Outlaw Inc. faces the wild cards, and he's going to make sure that that's done the right way. And uh, so he does. He takes a seat right there at ringside. The teams come out. They look like they're going to go to a break at one point. They can't even go to a break because these guys just start going at it. Really solid match. Yeah, but let's 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 talk again about what Aldis is saying. You don't you don't deserve a shot. You earn a shot, and that's and that's exactly what you know Jim Cornette has done, Mister Flagstaff, for all these years. Is he's earned this opportunity with the NWA, and there's no one that's going to be more invested in bringing back the brand of the NWA than Mister Jim Cornette is. So people cannot watch the product because they don't like Jim Cornette. I think that's a little bit short sighted. Jim Cornette is not doing his podcast on NWA Power. He's being in employed by the NWA. So you don't hear him doing his normal blah, blah, blah on the podcast. So he's being employed by the NWA and I think he's doing a fantastic job. So I don't, I, I don't walk around that line of questioning, my friend. I'm glad to answer it. But when Nick Aldis is talking about earning things and Nick Aldis is talking about not deserving things, but earning it, I absolutely love that line of, of talking. I love that communication. And I want more of that in wrestling. When the crowd chants, you deserve it, I freaking hate that chant. I want it. I want a you earned it chant. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that 100%. For me with Cornette, by the way, I mean, my thing is I have seen a few things here and there where people have these problems or these things get blown out of proportion. And then I do what I feel like people are supposed to do. And you go to the source and listen to what they're talking about. And it is never what the thing has blown up into. And I hate that so much. I got accused. And, and here's the other thing. I mean, well, you know, I'm sorry, Adam, I'm just going to go ahead and do it for a second. Do but it. the other day, for instance, when the NWA had to issue an, a, a statement about him, you know, encouraging suicide. If you listen to the thing that he said, he was not encouraging suicide. But of course, him being the stubborn bastard that he is, he leans into it even more and uh, goes for it. But it's obviously, even in context, a joke that he's making about the guy. And But he hammers it home, you know, which is on him. And I get it. You, you can't joke about that with people that might potentially 
be in danger of doing that someday. You do it to the wrong person and all of that. I get it. But the NWA issues a uh, a statement on it, and people are calling it a coward statement. And I'm like, look, man, they addressed it. That's that's what they should have done. And they said they gave him a warning about it. He's still going to be on the show, blah, blah, blah. And some guy just comes out immediately and is like sending me stuff about like he's committed a crime. And I'm like, well, then press charges. I don't know what to tell you, but <laughs> that's that's what you can do if you think he's committed a crime. And then the, the dude blocks me and I can't even reply. And so I'm like, well, I mean, what what kind of dialogue is that? And if that's the kind of person you're going to be about it when you're trying to make an argument, if you want to have a discussion, I'm willing to have a discussion. But so far, none of the things that I've seen have any basis any evidence to back them up about what he's done. Now, I don't want to sit here and sit on a soapbox and tell you that Jim Cornette's the greatest guy in the world. I won't do that. For that part, I will just default to what Adam already said. The dude's not doing his podcast on the show. If you don't like Jim Cornette's personal biases or politics or whatever, you don't have to. I mean, the world's full of people that you don't have to agree with everything they think. And so... I don't know, man. I love you, you know? Gary. No, I love you, man. <laughs> I love you. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> but all right. Anyway, so yeah. Uh, so Daniel Price says Cornette comes from a different era. Hawk cut a promo about taping Ric Flair or raping Ric Flair, and they aired it on TBS. No one blinked tonight. Yeah, well, all right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even opened the beers yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chris Johnson says, this is common amongst most media blitzes against people. It lacks nuance or understanding of context and are just meant to create a frenzy. Uh, Danny David, she made a joke about other people hanging someone for dressing a certain way when there, there was no, no mention of anything self-inflicted. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, that was the thing. I mean, the, the Cornette basically said, the guy ought to be hung for dressing like that, blah, blah, blah. And it was like... He would probably say the same had- thing about me. Yeah, and if you had any sense of if it wasn't like some kind of predetermined outrage that you want to have, anybody would have fucking taken it as a joke. <laughs> it's just a joke. The guys can he. I promise you, he does not really hope someone is dying over this. <laughs> I guarantee you, he does not give that much of a shit, no and nobody shit else should bad. either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But. The internet, man. I don't know. I don't know. What are you going to do? Welcome to the internet, Gary. This is what we do. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and I and I hope that uh, Hawk did not legitimately want to rape Ric Flair. Well, but you heard I, it here first, folks. That's what <laughs> Gary wants. <laughs> anyway, so we get the match between Outlaw Inc. and, uh, and uh, I forgot who. Yeah, we, we, we got to finish the show here, folks. We got to finish the show. All right, let's go, Gary. <laughs> we got to do this wrap up. All right. So, uh, so they go at it. It's a good match, but uh, in the middle of it, uh, all uh, well, okay. So Thomas Ladder and Royce Isaacs do end up getting the win, and. There's that part of it. But Camille walks out and uh, she seems to want to congratulate Latimer and Isaacs potentially. But all sure? this is, I don't know. Because, because all this, all this jumps her. up. Yeah. All this jumps up and is telling her to back off as she's pointing to the ring like she wants to go up there and yada, yada, yada. And then all of a sudden, James Storm is out 
for some reason, and he's in Aldis's face, and then the wild cards jump down there, outlaw inks down there, the Dawsons are out, uh, Colt Cabana comes out, and basically uh, everybody starts coming out, and there is a big yeah. kerfluffle. <laughs> it, 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 it turned into a Disneyland parade at the end. Every single every single pro wrestler came out of the locker room, and I'm like, what is going on? I mean, everybody was out there. The only person missing, I think, was was uh was the rock and roll express that didn't come out there so a crazy over the top ending for for nwa power this week and the thing that i noticed the most my friend camille was speaking but the music overtook what she was saying so a hell yeah. of a tease by the nwa i don't know if that's a bait and switch i'm not going to call it a bait and switch because i loved it a bait and switch is something that i hate right so i loved it i loved the ending uh, what 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 did you think about Camille talking, but not talking? Yeah, uh, just I, you know, it was a it was a weird tease to have, but uh, yeah, I don't I don't know, you know, because they kept teasing that Camille might speak, but Camille was never in a position to speak except in that one moment, and they covered her up. So yeah, I don't know, mm-hmm. I don't know what to think. I mean, but clearly from that scene, you know, she can talk. So mm-hmm. we reestablish that she's obviously saying something so if she wants to talk she can talk but i don't know but i think we're starting to see things unfold here i'm i'm feeling james storm is really set on on getting at nick aldis so i think we're starting to see that play out a little bit and uh yeah i don't know what do we if i had to predict right now what would it be for the pay-per-view i don't know maybe like colt and Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks seemed interested. That would be Maybe good. That Eli would be good. and that Anderson. Belt, that that belt will go great with turtlenecks. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> it really I, would. If there's anybody that could make that belt look fashionable somehow, it's Ricky Starks. Like oh, that yeah. guy. Absolutely. <laughs> He'll do something. So I'd, I'd love to see that. I'd, 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 I think Storm and Aldis would be a good bet. Why don't you guys uh, – hey, Gary, why don't you close out the podcast? Guys in the chat, let us know who you want, who you want that main event match to be. I'm going to grab a beer because we're going to hang out with these people for a while, right? Exactly, right. we are. We've got we've got time before uh, my right. Thunder Rosa date. Her husband's awesome. probably going to kick my ass for saying that. But uh, also, uh, just in fairness, Sean Flagstaff, I do want to point out. Uh, he says, "Good on you for taking a tough question," and uh, he doesn't agree with everything we said, but he thinks we handled it well. Sean, thank you too for not getting outraged and leaving or anything. I absolutely think you're entitled to your own opinion. And if you think Cornette crossed the line, you that's that's an opinion you're able to have. Uh, even if we don't agree, it's okay to have civil discussion about these things. So I did want to give you credit for pointing that out in the, in the uh, chat room there. Adam, I was just pointing out that Sean Flagstaff said, you know, that he uh, – doesn't agree with everything we said, but he congratulates us on taking a tough topic. And I was just saying that, you know, that, that's okay. We don't all have to agree on everything. Adam and I will disagree on some things, I'm sure. Oh, you point. guys should see some of the texts that uh, Gary and I have. They are incredible. We, we might make those public one day. But, right. Uh, yeah, you know, folks, I mean, w- w- when it comes to talking about this stuff, I have no problem talking about uh, quote-unquote controversial things. I mean, I... I I don't, I don't mind that. I, I don't shy away from that at all. So as we move forward, I'll be happy to answer anybody's questions about anything. 
But, you know, opinions are opinions, and in the end, none of it really matters anyways. I'm just a fan. It's not like I have degrees on my wall, my friends. And and, and just in closing with that cornet thing, I do want to say, by the way, that uh, to your initial point, Sean, uh, with that it could be a barrier to entry for some people to watch the show – I don't know that I've actually seen that. Like, I, I, it seems like every time I go down the rabbit hole of looking at Cornette outrage, it's usually like a few people and the same people retweeting it and liking it. And it's like, it just feels like it's just over and over again, the same stuff. And I'll see somebody start like this last time, start a petition and it ends up and I checked it. I did. It ends up with like tops, seven signatures on it. And I'm like, "Ah," you know, I think just the outrage is louder than it actually is big. So, you know, that's just my opinion. The NWA is not for everybody. It's not designed to be for everybody. I mean, we have that kayfabe cocktail commercial. We have those weird out there commercials. We have Jim Cornette on commentary. We want people to join, but they're not going to do anything that the NWA doesn't want to do. It's what brought the NWA to the location that it is right now. It's what's created this awesome fan base that we do have, actually, because we want something completely different. I don't want I don't want PC in my wrestling. I want wrestling to make me feel uncomfortable. I want wrestling to make me feel weird. That's what I used to remember. Do you think Jake the Snake's Robert Snake biting Macho Man was PC? That was freaking awesome. That's what I loved about wrestling. I agree 100%. All right, folks, so that's going to do it for the podcast portion of this show. As always, we're going to wrap up and then hang out with you guys in the chat room. We can talk about more Cornette, more controversial, (laughs) more Hawk and Ric Flair raping, whatever you guys want to discuss. We can talk about it. But also, for those of us who heard us let it slip, Thunder Rosa is the next guest on the This is the NWA podcast, so the guys – and gals in the chat room are going to have an opportunity here if there's something they want to see get asked to Thunder Rosa. I've got a lot of things I'd love to talk to her about, but I want to know what people want to know. So these people, if you're here live, you get to be a part of that and get to benefit by having your questions asked to the stars of NWA Power. But until next week, that's it's off limits for you. You're not going to get to do it. So we're going to let it go and go back into the chat room. And uh, thank you so much for listening. Adam, anything else you want to say to these folks at home that are listening to this? Have a great night. If you guys are not joining us live, you are missing out on some fantastic stuff. Gary and I open a beer right now. We just hang out with people for, I don't know, half hour, 45 minutes, whatever Gary decides to do. And we just have a good time. So make sure to join us live every week. Absolutely. Thank you again for listening, everybody. Ah!